Well, we have just been through the first chapter of 1 Timothy. Insights as I memorize and meditate upon the scriptures. I find myself asking and answering questions as I meditate on scripture. Chapter 1 is such a glorious chapter where Paul, the mentor, the apostle, the teacher, passes the baton, so to speak, to Timothy, his son, his child in the faith. He passes the baton and says, Hey, Timothy, hang on to the message that I ran face to face into at the Damascus Road. Hang on to the message where I formerly was such a reprobate, a persecutor, a blasphemer, and a violent aggressor against God in complete and entire ignorant rebellion. Hang on to the glorious gospel of the blessed God. Hang on to the grace of the Lord that was more than abundant. Hang on to it and don't allow your focus to shift from the goal of your instruction which needs to be love from a pure heart and a good conscience. Hang on to the truth of the word of God and let it seep into the depths of your soul. Remind yourself of where you came from. Properly use the law of God to drive you to the grace of God, to the glorious gospel of the blessed God. So we come out of that glorious chapter, which I call the crescendo of the testimony of Paul, talking about his former life and how he was led to the glorious grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And now he comes to chapter 2 and he says, First of all, then, I urge entreaties and prayers, petitions and thanksgiving, be made on behalf of all men, for kings and all who are in authority, so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life with all godliness and dignity. Paul's priority is to drive off the foundation of chapter 1 into an urging Timothy to prayer. Now, it looks as though he has semi-synonymous terms there, entreaties and prayers, petitions and thanksgiving. But I think what Paul is trying to say here is, I want you to pray all kinds of prayers. And then look, it's on behalf of what? All men. For all kinds of men. Then he lists for kings and all who are in authority. For all kinds of people that are in authority. That we may lead a tranquil and quiet life with all godliness and dignity. The scope of the prayer is for all men. The method of the prayer is all kinds of different kinds of prayers. And we're going to look at those. But I ask myself, why? Why? Well, one of the reasons why is that we ought to focus on living a tranquil and quiet life with all godliness and dignity. But, oh, my friend, if you keep reading the Bible there, in verse 3, this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, 
our Savior, brings him pleasure. It's acceptable to him to do all kinds of prayers on behalf of all kinds of men. And even those that are kings and all who are in authority, whether it's your boss at work, is an authority, whether it's your parent, whether it is a king, a president, a person in Congress, a policeman, it says all who are in authority. For kings and all who are in authority, all kinds of different kinds of men, pray for them. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Look at what it says about God who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Wow, this is phenomenal. So the way that we are able to lead a tranquil and a quiet life with all godliness and dignity is for the kings and all who are in authority to turn and repent and come to the same gospel of grace, the glorious gospel that we see in chapter 1 that gripped the life and heart and soul of Paul. You see it there? And here's our phrase, God our Savior who desires all men to be saved. Now we're going to find later in this chapter that it's Jew and Gentile, reprobate and moralist, lawless and legalist, all kinds of men. Men who are kings and all who are in authority. It doesn't matter. The scope of prayer is all kinds of prayer for all kinds of men. And it's the heart of God. It's good and acceptable in His sight that we do it because His desire is that all be saved. And folks, the only way we'll live a tranquil and quiet life truly, with all godliness and dignity, is that sinners all together kneel at the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ and worship Him and believe in Him and put their trust in His finished work on that cross and then rise up with resurrection power to live a new life. Do you see the truth unlock here in 1 Timothy chapter 2? Now the word entreaties, real briefly, as I've done a study, entreaties is used in the Gospels of those that would come and beg Jesus to be healed or beg Jesus to be, to be free from the bondage of demons. To beseech the Lord and say, Oh Lord, please heal me. It's the term that really could be capsulized by the word begging and pleading with God. Entreaties and prayers. The word prayer there is interesting as well. Prayer is the word here that Jesus uh, in the gospel is described to slip away in secrecy for intimacy with his father in prayer. It's very wonderful because it's the word used in the Sermon on the Mount when he says don't pray as the hypocrites pray or they'll be seen but instead enter a secret place and pray there. It's the word that he uses to pray then in this way and he uses it for the pattern of prayer. And then the word petition. 
This is an interesting word because in the book of Acts, it's it's a it's a verb that's used of two individuals talking and making a deal, and this really gives this gives a beautiful picture of a two-sided conversation. And oh, my friend, the most beautiful use of the word is that Jesus is at the right hand of His Father, interceding for who? For us. It's a two-way conversation with the Father. And Jesus is interceding for us on our behalf. So you see, there's all sorts of different things. And then Thanksgiving, of course, is that welling up in the heart of, of gratitude. Gratefulness, an attitude of gratitude. And so what he's saying here is all kinds of prayers. Beg God. Get away in secret intimacy with God and pray and pour out your heart in intimacy with the Lord. Pray to God and listen to God. A two-way conversation and intercession. And always give thanks. For who? For all kinds of men. For all men. Yes, for kings and all who are in authority. Hey, not for kings that are right and all the authorities that are right and godly, but for all who are in authority. And do that with a passion that you can live a tranquil and a quiet life with all godliness and dignity. And the only way to do that is to turn to God, our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. My friend, as you're watching the news or reading the newspaper, and the world seems to be so wrought with evilness and selfishness and perversion, is your first inclination to bend your knee and beg God, Oh God, please save them. Oh God, bring them to the glorious gospel of the blessed God. Oh God, please pour out your grace upon them. And may they find it to be more than abundant with the faith and love which are found in Christ Jesus. Or is it a spirit of condemnation? Uh, It's no doubt in the mind of Paul. But first of all, Timothy, start here. Pray for all kinds of men, Jews and Gentiles, moralists and reprobates, murderers and immoral men, homosexuals and liars. Pray for them. Pray for them. The heart and the desire of God, which is that they would be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Oh, my beloved brethren, may we come to the humbling place of broken prayer on behalf of a dying world.